Thanks for joining me this week on the show. I am so happy to have you with me as I dig into the topic of making change, which we've talked about before, but really the difference between knowing what we want to do and doing the deed. Why do we get hung up on doing what we know we want to do for ourselves when change is involved? I've got some tips, some tricks, and I would love to hear how this all lands on you. If you have an accountability buddy as you make change in the new year, I hope you'll share this with them and enjoy the show. Thanks for joining me. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. What if you could maximize your meditation practice with a tool that maximizes your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity, to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the Start Off Happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that uses neuroplasticity to literally wire your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to the happifiedlife.com page to start off happy with Positive Prime. Enjoy it free for 30 days Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me this week on the show. As we are moving into the new year, we are halfway through January, believe it or not. And I thought it felt like a good time to dig into knowing versus doing. Why is it that we sometimes struggle to do what we know is best for us, what we've decided we want to do, to change habits, to move forward in a new direction. How can it be so sticky to stay in those comfortable old ways? And what are some tips to help you move through that, to break out of your inertia until you can get into momentum? Happy to have you with me. So let's dig in. Are you one to make New Year's resolutions, or maybe you soften that approach a little bit and you're more of one to set a new year's intention. That is me. I definitely fall in that camp. This year, my own intention is to put self-care at the top of my priority list. And that might sound surprising to you. You might think I've got this all dialed in since I come to you every week with tips on living your healthiest and happiest, your most fulfilled life. I try to collect resources and tools so that we can make this easier, right? Sometimes it feels like we're swimming against the tide to make healthier changes, especially if we're not seeing yet why it's so important. And sometimes I catch myself sitting here saying exactly the things that I know that I need to hear myself. So if it's any consolation or assurance to you, 
please hear me say that I am right here in the trenches with you, trying to shake the bad habits, trying to break out of my comfortably uncomfortable zone of not optimal health, of not having a consistent and strong self-care practice, not having that million-dollar morning routine dialed in. As I have shared previously here on the show, these are things that I keep coming back to and refining, and hopefully that might be a bit of inspiration, at least support to you in choosing where to put your priority, your focus, setting an intention for yourself if you haven't yet moving into 2023. Also beyond, you know, not buying into the resolutions, but setting one guiding intention. I also really enjoyed the book Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. I love her philosophy of rather than setting goals of choosing guiding emotions, feelings that help her guide the choices that she makes. Because a lot of times, wow, what can happen in the course of the year, right? We can't even imagine what choices we will be presented with in July or in September. So what if as kind of a compass, a guiding star to move you through the year, you choose what emotions you want to cultivate, to foster in your life? How do you want to feel? And let that help you navigate the choices that you cannot yet predict you will be faced with. Her book is wonderful. I have it on Kindle. If I've shared this before, or if it's a new tip to you, but I love to get books on Kindle. And then if I want to pick up where I've left off and I'm on the go, I ask Alexa to read that book to me so I can switch between formats. And so I love having it on Kindle because she's got great lists of these emotions. If you don't have a lot of words easily coming to you, you can really find some great inspiration in those pages there and a workbook at the end. And so you can really integrate that process. If you haven't already completed your process of setting the tone for 2023, my four guiding emotions for 2023 are number one, expansive. I want to feel expansive as I move forward, as I make choices, as I consider options and decide what is going to be the best fit for me. So number one is expansive. Number two, inspired. I am always looking to feel more aligned, more intuitive, more on track. And so inspiration is something that I definitely want to stay connected with as I'm making choices and as I am living this year. Creative, creativity is high on my list. I'm definitely an advocate of doing less and being more. I think that creative process and these opportunities allow us that chance to get in touch with what really resonates and to really create what has not yet been seen or known in the world. And so creativity is at the top of my list and connected, feeling connected in relationships, in community, in the work that I'm creating. Connection is definitely a guiding force for me. So those are my four guiding emotions. If you want to share yours, I'd love to hear those. Share those in the comments at happifiedlife.com over on the blog page where I share the audio and the video of every post that I bring to you or share this on the YouTube video itself. If you're just catching it on YouTube, I'd love to hear from you what intention, what guiding emotions, or if you have a resolution 
what that is or what that is by the time you finish listening to this episode. Why is it so hard to do what we want to do, what we've chosen to do? I'm not even talking today about choices that have been placed upon us, that situations where we feel we have only one option and we try to navigate through that. But when we make a choice, I want to eat more plant-based meals, perhaps. How can it be so hard to make these changes when we've decided this is what we want to call in? When it's new, when it's a little bit different, it's out of the ordinary, it's breaking some old patterns, it's creating new habits. Where are the points of struggle that we often run into? We've decided to make these changes, we're committed to making the change, and then, whoops, we lose momentum, we lose that you know, start that we've gotten underway, if we can even get out of the starting blocks. And then we start to lose faith in ourselves. I don't know if you've ever had this situation or experience, or if you've recognized this. I know as I've been growing and making changes and building a business over these last years that I can, I can see the instances where I have set goals or committed to actions and then fallen back on those. And I start to lose faith in my ability to make change, to grow, to do new things, to do the hard things. And I really hate to see that in other people. I really hate to see myself struggle with that. And it has changed the way that I go about setting goals and being clear about what I want to do next, recognizing that while I might lose faith in these really big, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals that sometimes we're encouraged to create, I really am recognizing that um, I need to celebrate the wins that I have. I need to recognize where I have delivered on promises to myself, and I need to start rebuilding that relationship with myself to foster the faith that I have to make change happen. And as we get used to living at the edge of our comfort zone, it gets a little bit easier. As I mentioned already, sometimes we we get in this place of feeling comfortably uncomfortable. You know, our weight might not be where it helps us feel as easy in our bodies as we want to. I'm not a big one about tracking specific numbers on a scale, but how do you feel in your body? How do you fit in your clothes? How do your joints feel? Are you able to be as active as you want to be? Or is that a place where there's a little bit of a shift that you would feel compelled to make? How is your sleep? Do you wake up feeling rested or are you relying on coffee, caffeine, and other things to boost you through the day and then other things to help you mellow out at the end of the day to counter the uppers with a couple of downers so that you can try to fall asleep when you finally fall into bed, which might not be at the most ideal time. You can see how these patterns happen, right? And in many different areas that they can manifest in our activity, in getting exercise done and finding the exercise that you enjoy so that you're not saying, I commit to a CrossFit practice that is easy to get discouraged from if that's not your favorite kind of activity. So what are some ways in which you have felt drawn to make a change, but you've seen yourself struggle, you've seen yourself fall back? Think about one of those situations that you can kind of come back to through the course of this conversation. 
And I do have more on this topic, more tips about making change in my episode number 113 last fall, kind of mid-year. The episode is called Making Friends with Change because a lot of us really can struggle to make change and sometimes having that motivation the reason behind it can help us, but also there are, and you know, I'm a fan of tools, some tools and tricks and practices to help make it an easier process. So let's take a look at some of the obstacles, why it's hard to do things differently. So you can stop putting all the blame on yourself. You can stop saying it's just not something that I'm good at. You know, this is just the way that I am thinking that you are a helpless creature of habit because we can always change. We are not stuck in the way that we are. Thanks to neuroplasticity, we understand that we can recover from injury, from harm to our brains. We can rewire our patterns, our processes to make things easier, but it takes that initial effort, right? It takes a little activation energy. If you remember that from science class, Initially, it takes more energy to get into motion, but as you keep on doing it, it requires less energy. It becomes easier over time. And so sometimes we have to build the faith that we are going to get there from where we are in order to keep on showing up every day to doing the change that we believe in, that we want to cultivate. Sometimes one of these obstacles to making change is as simple simple but not easy as our ego, right? Listen to what your ego is saying. Listen to that voice inside of yourself as you try to change perhaps your eating style. It says, we've tried this before. Remember how miserable you were? You were so hangry. You were snapping at everyone. That's just not for you. You're not plant-based dieter. You know, let's stick with that paleo plan. Let's eat all of the meat. And while we're at it, we can go ahead and indulge in cheese today. It's only been since yesterday. You know, we start to make justifications, right? Because the ego wants to feel safe and wants to feel secure. And change can threaten our ego, threatens our sense of success, because often, often we are going to encounter failure as we make changes. It is part of the growth process, right? It helps us not repeat mistakes because failure does sting. Of course it does. None of us enjoy it. But as we move through these struggles, as we experience a failure, then we get clarity. We can take a look at that and ask questions. Why that didn't work for us? What was the sabotage that brought us back to our comfort zone. How can we start to avoid that, to think ahead, to prepare ourselves, to pad the way to make it a little easier, right? So instead of listening to that first voice that can really be tied to the ego, this isn't for us. You know, you struggle with making change. Be prepared to encounter that resistance. Be prepared to say yes and. Yes, that's who I've been and I can start to grow and adapt into a different person because this is going to serve me later on. Stay connected to the reasons that you're moving forward. You know, being clear on your reasons is really helpful when you're struggling to, to make some changes happen. So recognizing that ego can be an obstacle and having ways to reckon with it, even to communicate with it, to develop a dialogue, to recognize it has been there and served a purpose for you. And now there's a different way of being that you're ready to explore. 
Also, taking a look at ways in which your identity might be tied up in this change. Maybe in addition to just creating new patterns and new habits and making some small changes, there are ways in which your identity are wrapped up in this. And so you have a little bit of resistance because, you know, you love the party, you are a social butterfly, you don't want to honor an earlier bedtime or a consistent sleep routine. Because what is that going to do to your social life, right? As we have this, this relationship with the identity, with the people that we associate with, with our social groups that are so important to us, that can also be a point of struggle when we have to release this attachment to an identity that we have connected with, a definition of who we are, or the way that we feel that people see us, right? We want to be a carefree, easy spirit but suddenly we're paying more attention to the foods that we eat. So it's not as easy to meet up with friends and dine out. There are always creative solutions. Maybe that's more like picnicking rather than dropping in on a happy hour and seeing what fried foods are served up, right? So, so take a look at that, recognizing where the obstacles are and then taking a look at how we can move through that. What identity can you begin to embrace? You don't have to close the door on the person who you have been in order to evolve into a different person. At some point, you might recognize it's time to do that, but it doesn't have to be a 180 degree pivot. All right. Don't feel like you need to make change and turn the page and never be able to look back. Hopefully you're not in that kind of situation. If perhaps you're in a health situation that does call for that kind of radical change, then you have a lot to deal with right now. Right. But you also have a really strong reason why to start now. So hopefully you're making small changes. I'm sure you've heard me say many times here on the show, I am an advocate of building on the small wins. So look for one thing to change. You might have a larger goal, but break that down into building blocks so that it doesn't have to be such a big goal that's threatening to your ego, making a big shift that you feel changes your personality and shifts your identity and leaves you struggling with your social connections. Alrighty. And, and in that vein, you know, the association, the, the ways in which we are professionally or socially or with our families, maybe Friday night is always game night. Maybe Sunday is all about football, lounging in front of the TV and eating snacks. You know, that association can be a really strong draw, especially when it is connected to our social group. So recognizing that, honoring that, looking for alternatives, looking for some different snacks you can bring for yourself on game day. And maybe on the commercial breaks, you can go have two and a half, three minutes of activity, turn on the music, have a little dance party to break up being your couch potato self. You know, what are ways in which you can start to bridge the gap and start moving into the person that you desire to be? Sometimes we struggle with a lack of urgency. And I did another episode about why it's a good idea to fix it before it's broken. It's part of the reason that I moved into this space, why I dove into all things holistic and health and happiness, because I saw so many people waiting permission to live the life they love later. I have to get through this work right now. I'm just completely committed to raising my family. I don't have time to take care of myself. I'll get to it later, right? Well, I was working with the people in their later years and recognizing the cost 
of waiting because sometimes we don't get that chance or because sometimes when we get there, our health is in such a state that it is time for making a radical 180 degree shift. So even though right now it doesn't feel very urgent, even though right now you're comfortably uncomfortable, it's a good time to take a look at why you might wanna bring some urgency into making this change. Again, connect with your reason as you're moving forward. So you can use that to keep pulling you in the right direction. So I hope that, you know, if if you feel fine, um, you know, but you're starting to see things. I don't want to age like my parents. I don't want to see, you know, be encountering that same struggle with health or losing track of friends because they've been so committed to their work that their social groups have fallen apart and they start calling more heavily on you. You want to be able to support them and you want to start paving the way for your own thriving future that is going to look the way you want it to look. It's so much easier to start that now than to wait and tell yourself you're going to get to it later. So how can we hold on to a little bit of urgency. You might have to sit with the pain for a minute. You might have to kind of inflate that moderate pain that's tolerable right now. Think about if you don't do anything for five years, 10 years, 15 years, and you're still facing that same choice. What is that choice going to look like? How is this going to be feeling on your shoulders, right? On your mind as you contemplate change and in your body as you've tolerated things to the point where you really need to make some changes. So another thing that can really be sticky with us is, is the habits. You know, we are creatures of habit, it's often said, and it's just mentally efficient, right? Our brain uses so much energy to do everything we do in a day that as much as can be devoted to habit as possible is. So how can we start to change the habits? How can we start to integrate what we know into the things that we're actually doing? The best book that I have found on this so far is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I have quoted many times his saying that every choice you make is a vote for the person that you want to be. Think about that. It's not about making 100% of the right choices through the course of the day, but every choice you make is a vote. And ultimately, you want those votes to be adding up in your favor. So don't be so hard on yourself. Don't lose faith in the process of change, but don't give up. Don't say, I blew it. I've already broken the habit. I'm off my daily exercise goal. Scrap that until the next time something lights a fire under you. Get back on the program. Come back to it. Remind yourself why this is important and recognize that habits can change. It takes a little bit of effort but it is so worth it. And as you build that faith and confidence in yourself too, that always helps you accomplish what you desire to do. So in his book, which I highly recommend reading for yourself, but he has four laws of creating new habits. And so I'll share those with you just briefly. Number one, the first law is make it obvious. And so me being my theater girl, I think of myself as setting the scene. As he says in his book, if you want to start your day with exercise, then put your exercise clothes out the night before. Have them be the first thing you see when you get up. So you don't put on something warm and comfy getting out of bed on a cold morning and then have to change. Your exercise clothes are right there waiting for you. You've already got them on. So make it obvious, make it attractive, 
make it easy. This example kind of encompasses all three of these. Have it easy to remember. Have it appealing to you. Indulge maybe in one really terrific workout outfit so you can be cozy and comfy, but shed layers easily as you heat up. Make it easy. Have it accessible to yourself and make it satisfying is the fourth fourth rule, the fourth law of change, of making habits. Make it satisfying. So how are you going to reward yourself? Because habits are a cue, a desire for something, the action, which is usually the habit itself. We just do this based on the cue and the reward. So how can you replace a reward if you're changing up your habits? So think about ways that you can honor your progress. Is that tracking your goals on a list? Is that having an accountability partner who has a style similar to yours? So you're not hiding from them if you lose momentum, but you're able to be honest with them. You're able to get support, someone who can cheer you on. An accountability partner can be helpful if that's something that you work well with. Nothing is one size fits all. So really tune into if you want to commit to an accountability partner for the change that you're creating, or if this is kind of a solo mission. And if it is, track that habit, write it down on the calendar, set yourself a goal. I want to do it three days a week to start out, right? Don't set such a high bar for yourself that you struggle, that you start to lose faith in yourself. And then build on that and plan your reward. What are you going to do to celebrate when you follow through on your goal? And that can be nice to share with accountability partner, even if it's not someone that you're checking in with daily. Have a celebration partner and let them know what you're working towards so that they can cheer you on because that does help when the going gets tough. As I've said along the way, and so I'm finally coming down to the things that can help you navigate change, moving towards this new you that you want to embrace, knowing your why, knowing your reason why, knowing your motivating force is so important because willpower fades pretty quickly. For some of us, it's strongest in the morning and then it's a finite source. It tapers off through the day. It, it all depends. Of course, we're all different, but relying on willpower to make change is not going to get you through. But having the reason that you can come back to, maybe it is adopting a new identity. I want to be a person who is up for any adventure and not limited by feeling winded on hikes, you know, not limited by knees or ankles that get so stiff. It takes three days to recover from every one day of activity, right? Knowing your why and being strategic in your goal setting is really, really empowering because you can start to see yourself make these changes happen call back on this reason to get out of bed early when it's so cozy and you just want to stay in bed. And another tip that I have for you is giving yourself grace. And this was a, a concept or a theory that I shared personally a lot last year with myself. Last year was really the year of giving myself grace. And in some cases, I might have given myself too much grace. I might have stayed comfortably uncomfortable. I might have missed some opportunities for growth. And so in all things balance, right? Recognize that you are human. Recognize that change is not easy. Not easy for everyone, but not easy at all for some people. Give yourself grace so that you can come back to it the next time this choice presents itself. 
Don't be so hard on yourself. It's not an all or nothing scenario. Give yourself grace, but not too much grace. Make sure that you are coming back to it. Make sure that you are calling back on your why. Make sure you are committing to being the person that you desire to be so that you can show up and support the people that you love. You can more easily do the work that you do. You can grow into the person who can easily sail through the ups and the downs of life and have resilience because these good habits that we hear about, that we read about, that we want to integrate, maybe you discovered some here on the podcast, but it feels a little difficult. That growing pain is putting you off a little bit. It's going to be so worth it. So keep on coming back to it. Don't be afraid to stumble a little bit in the beginning. Everybody stumbles. If every baby who is learning to walk gave up because they took a tumble a few times, we'd all still be crawling on the floor. So remember that you have survived all of your worst days to this point. You have experienced struggle and failure before, and you have the lessons with you. You have more resolve. You have more strength. You have more resilience because that's the human experience that you have brought with you to this point. So I hope that this provides a little bit of inspiration. The middle of January is when most people have given up on their resolutions. Maybe that's why I gave up on resolutions altogether. We start to lose track of our intentions. We start to fall back into these patterns. And so I hope this is an inspiration to you to stay the course, to get clear on why the change that you feel is important is so important to you or to the people that you love, whatever that, that big why is that can keep drawing you forward. I'd love to hear what you are calling in in the new year. I'm wishing you so much health and happiness and success. It all starts small, but on those small wins, we can build to phenomenal things. Thanks for joining me. So glad to have you with me. Take good care of yourself. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.